genre. Welcome to the Jane Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Chasing Amy, one minute at a time. Today we're covering Minute 70, quite possibly the greatest outbreak minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkutch. And I'm Robin Birch. Well, welcome aboard. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to cover Outbreak this minute, so it's topical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little segue into a different movie. Yeah. Uh, minute 70 starts with Holden kicking the cigarette machine and ends with the return of Hooper X. Hold on, let me do something before we get started here. There we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's, I'm just, that's my gimmick. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm trying to. I'm doing the gimmick steal. It's a it's a Vince McMahon favorite. <laughs> I've been I've been sober podcasting for about six weeks now, and now Jeff's teasing me. See that? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, Robin, you've showed up for the end of what was it, the last like four or so minutes. Of actually, I guess it's been closer to like six minutes of Detective Banky figuring out that she was called finger cuffs. Yeah, and the last thing he said last week was that she might be diseased, <laughs> which is just what you want your best friend to say about your girlfriend. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I he so so Holden has heard the whole finger cuff story and like he's just refusing to believe it, but it's pissing him off so much that you know it's like it's it's building inside of him what's happening here you can see he's trying to get away from banky he's going to this like by the way the cigarette machine did did they keep it stocked or something is that we think so it's supposed to be stocked we think but uh he had a little bit of business last minute coming into this minute where he looked at his pack of cigarettes it was empty he went and looked at another pack of cigarettes it's empty now the cigarette machine's empty i'm sure this i mean his soul's empty (laughs) we found out where the crack in the cigarette machine came from when he kicks it because he doesn't because he can't get cigarettes out of it yeah, this, the same place the crack in my Nintendo came from. <laughs> but he's just like physically trying to get away from this story. Like, no, 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 this is it's not real. I refuse to believe it, and I'm now I just need to get away from the 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 person that's just get away from it. And then you know, eventually he's gonna walk out the door. But he might as well put his fingers in his ears and go la 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 la. Yeah. That's might as well because he's just trying to get away from as hard as he can. Yeah. I- I would love to blame one of them for this, but I'm sure all of us have been in this argument, either with your friend or a spouse. You can and been on both sides of it, where either you're going after the person, say, why don't you see this? Why don't you understand? Or you're the person who's just like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> but like, I don't know who should disengage. Like, I I am who I am. I wouldn't disengage no matter what. I would just keep arguing. Plus, Banky knows that's too good of a story to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is, you know, I mean, is it is it total concern about his friend that he's telling her telling him about this story about her that he's you know investigated this or is it uh is he just wanting to destroy this relationship so he Uh, can have his best friend back you would like to think it's the first one but i'm pretty sure it's the second one mostly but both well and (laughs) the way he's coming at him is the problem where he was so happy to tell him the finger cuff story. He couldn't wait to tell him. Like, look at this dirt I dug up on your girlfriend. Oh, look at this. She's getting tag teamed by two guys for a lot of reasons. One, because he thinks that she's a lesbian. Two, he knows that Holden can't handle this. Right. He just wants to be right, I think, at this point. He probably, if he wasn't banky, could have come at him in a way where it didn't devolve to this. He could have said, hey, listen, I heard this story from, you know, coey or whatever that said this and this and this happened like i know it's fucked up but like but i believe it 
it's the when you're like slamming the yearbook down and like, yeah, look at that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the glee at being right, <laughs> and I don't know. It, yeah, exactly. It's there's a there's a gentler way to approach it than your girlfriend who is a bitch is also a diseased whore. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You say that bitch might be more diseased than the monkey from Outbreak. <laughs> yeah. Does he say well. Did he say you're germ farming that monkey from Outbreak? Is that what he says? Could be a bigger fucking germ farm than that monkey. Ah, that's what he says. Yeah, bigger germ farm than that monkey. All right, so here's the question. Who has seen the movie Outbreak? Oh, I have. I know I have, but you know how I am with remembering things. It's an absolutely good movie. (laughs) It's not great. (laughs) It's good. Yeah, it's a good set. <laughs> it's. I mean, I don't know if you want to watch it now. No. Maybe wait till like a year or two from now to watch it. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. I don't want to say. It right yeah, now. I don't know if you're going to date the podcast at all. If you've been trying not to, yeah, I, it's I, only been. It, it'll only be a couple weeks from now. It won't be. It won't be over yet. Yeah, <laughs> okay. no chance of that. But yeah, I don't know if I'm definitely not one of those people who's just like, oh, the world's ending. Let me start watching world ending stuff. No, <laughs> no thanks. I mean, outbreak. Unless you want to watch Opera, it can be like, well, at least it's not that bad. <laughs> I just saw on Netflix the other day, Pandemic's in like the top 10. And I'm like, no way. Who's watching that right now? I, like, it's the opposite. I'm like, can we watch a comedy maybe? Yeah, or like, me too. I watched that. Oh, here, I'll give it a plug on this podcast. I already did it on the Slycast. I watched The Pretender, the thing with Mike Kunda. Oh, did you? <laughs> and it's just like 55 minutes. It's just like warm hugs the whole way through. It's nice. just like good feelings. And you're like, oh, this is nice. Yeah, I'm And then, you know, it. it goes off and it's like, would you like to watch Contagion next? But no, I don't want to watch that shit. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why are you trying to shove this down my throat? Oh, I will it- say that if, if you watch Outbreak, it has maybe my favorite, like, it's not a throwaway scene, but it's like a single scene with uh, J.T. Walsh. He's the White House chief of staff. He gives the briefing saying about how it's going to like break out and go crazy. He gives like a, I don't know, four to five minute speech about like why they can't bomb this town. And it may be like the four or five like best minutes of a monologue ever given. Really? This guy just crushes the room. Yeah. It was right after, uh, what's his name? Donald Sutherland gives his like, he's the, you know, kind of the antagonist of the piece. He's like, well, look, here's what's going to happen. We're all going to die. And this dude comes out and just throws a copy of the Constitution cut down, and he starts yelling at everybody. That's it. One scene. He's in it. He's not in it. The guy did half a day's work. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if we could just end this current pandemic by just tracing down one stupid monkey? Yeah. <laughs> if we get that monkey, everything's going to be good. You have to yeah. like, oh. And, but then you see the difference between like reality and, and this. They were like, hey, we find the monkey, and we synthesize the vaccine in 15 minutes. I'm like, really? Because... <laughs> They all granted it's not as bad as it was in that when they were like, "Hey, it's out in this town. Our only solution: blow the whole town up." Yeah, get rid well, of the town. I do. Okay, that, movie. <laughs> that is certainly one way to do it. <laughs> I mean, I probably would have said like, "Let's do some research." <laughs> uh, what do you think about Holden when he finally is going to shut this shit down and he just screams at her? She's my girlfriend. Have some respect. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work. Uh, I believe that's the gauntlet that uh, Jason Lee was referring to about 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Unfortunately, he's not the one throwing it. It's Holden basically saying, either get the fuck on board with me or we're done here. He grabs him. He wants to punch him in the face at that point when he grabs him. Yeah, I love how quickly Banky goes from like just antagonist to just completely shocked and like yeah. even scared, stunned, <laughs> lay against the wall, not saying a word at that point. Well, I gotta say, if I was now, this happened as a young, you know, when you're young, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, maybe like if you fight, like physically fight your friends. But could you imagine being close to thirty and one of your friends grabbed you like that? Mm-hmm. Like you're on the brink of not having that friendship anymore. Oh, I can't yeah. imagine that's going to be okay. 
Yeah. Because that don't, don't there's no reason for that at that point. Well, and you're if, grown men, so if you get in a fight, somebody's getting hurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, Christ, <laughs> I get hurt now if I throw a punch, right, let alone exactly. get receive one. Right. I can hurt myself <laughs> by missing a punch at this point. <laughs> I, like it, it, I could throw a punch. That that one punch I throw better be devastating and just kill oh, the yeah. other person because that's gonna be it. <laughs> I'm gonna be tired and out of breath sitting down after that. Hold <laughs> <Both> on, <laughs> break game off. Uh, yeah, I wonder, um, like how much like has this happened before between them ever? Like has Holden ever lost his cool like this on Banky or or you know because I'm assuming it isn't because of the the shock that's on Banky's face that this he actually got him to be pushed over the edge. I hate. I think yeah. I think they might have been more like what we saw earlier when he did the drawing and Holden just said fuck this and walked out. I think that's been like their level of their yeah. <laughs> problems. I'm not a Holden fan and I like Banky, but I think maybe Holden could kick Banky's ass right now. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, Holden could definitely <laughs> kick back his ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I gotta admit, he's he's not he's not as he's been wrong about pretty much everything in this movie. He's not really wrong here. Of like, you're antagonizing, antagonizing, antagonizing. What do you expect the guy to do? Right. Eventually, like, he's gonna you, go over the edge. But even if you were like, right, you're going about it in such a wrong. Is he supposed to turn around and go? You know what? You're right. I should dump her because she lied about her sexual past. Because nobody's ever lied about their sexual past right. to a partner. And I should believe you over her just because you yeah. heard some other dude tell this story that sounds like total bullshit. But yeah, forget the whole lesbian angle. Like I'm sure in either your current or former relationships, at some point something came up along the lines of like, hey, I was just talking to somebody and they said you had sex with that girl, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. You didn't forget shit. You didn't bring it up. Because, like, that could be, like, the skanky girl or, like, you know, somebody that's from, like, her past that she somehow knew through a third party and you were hoping right. it would never, ever come up. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I can't – like, that drawing scene, you know, speaking of, like, was so rough. Like, I was surprised holding in Lamb out there. Like, the way he just bellows right in his face right at the end of it. Like, none of it fucking is, is real or whatever. I forget what he says exactly. It's but. a figment of your fucking imagination. Yeah. Yeah, Damn. but it's not until after that where Holden finally says that he's in love with her, and at that point he hasn't told Alyssa. So I guess it's a different dynamic. It's just like it's some girl you're pining after at that point that he's getting nasty with. Now it's a girl who you're dating. Yeah, and he's in all sorts of puppy love. This is not the stage of the relationship where you try to talk your friend out of it. No, like he's a hundred percent in at this point. You have to wait. So here's how you break somebody up, folks. You don't when they're a hundred percent like this. There's no chance. You You're cannot wrong, no do matter it. What at that point? Yeah. You have to wait for your moment. You got to see that crack form, and then you got to slowly start working into it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wow. you start. She he notices something about her, like, oh yeah, I saw her check a text message the other day, and you're like, yeah, well, you should really look at, it. and you just start chipping away, <laughs> and start chipping away. <laughs> Sounds like you've had some practice at this. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, see, like per- me at this age. I no longer give a shit. At this point, I'm like, you just make your own mistakes. But like, yeah, younger version of me was definitely that person of just like, listen, because when it all goes bad, you also can't be the person who caused it to happen. Right. Because right or wrong, that person's going to look at you and be like, you're the one who ruined my relationship. No, you, you got to be the person that was like, you want to be the person that can go, I told you, listen, you know, <laughs> I told you this was going to go bad. <laughs> I warned you. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I definitely was, uh, you know, back in the day, like best friends, always, always good friends with the guys that always had the girlfriend. And I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, enough with this girl stuff. Like, <laughs> what the heck? And it's really just because I, I couldn't get a girlfriend myself. Yeah. <laughs> or you went to bang so his girlfriend. Annoying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always think of uh, Bill Barr talking about when he's with, he's with some, some one of your friends with a girl and he's just like, just say to him, 
who is that girl going to be in five years? Is that the mother of your children right there? <laughs> uh, did you guys talk about this set at all? Or if it's a set, it almost looks like it was just put on a stage. You know, the way the, the floor is and, and all that. From but, this angle, it really does look like a stage. But yeah. And we also said that since it's the 90s, it was basically illegal for them not to live in a loft. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they almost had to. Yep. Nice, where would this be today? Like, where would this be today? Would this be some sort of like, I mean, I guess it's more of like an apartment deal, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't make them hipsters. So I don't know what they, what their living situation would be now. I don't know. I mean, everybody in these, in every movie and TV show somehow has, has access to massive reserves of cash <laughs> to avoid all the, to uh, be able to afford any of these places. <laughs> right. I mean, at least they're in Jersey, not New York. You watch all those shows in New York and you're like, none of these people could afford to live here. Right. They'd all have to be doctors and shit to be able to do that. Even that, like, you, yeah, but you'd have to be a 45-year-old doctor. Right, right. Because <laughs> yeah. if you're a 25-year-old doctor, you're paying off $400,000 worth of debt. Are you guys, you guys, I'm not sure, where where are you from? You're from the area or, or from Jersey at all? Or We're both from Jersey. Birth, okay. Well, I'm born and bred in Jersey, and one of us is from Kensington. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I feel like I haven't mentioned that in the last, like, three months. I don't know if we even talked about that this year. <laughs> I think you. I think don't, you did it so much in mall rats that we don't worry. I brought it up on Slycast and buried you over there too. Oh, nice, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm from Vermont. I, I, I mean, so I'm, I'm assuming you guys already you did the tour and everything, right? You've you've been to all the all the all the, all the stops, all the filming locations. Well, I've been to where this one was because this is where the old store used to be. Yeah. Um, I have, I have not been to their new when they moved it. I never went to the new store, which I may never go to it now at this point <laughs> because it may not reopen. <laughs> oh, I haven't yeah, been there, and yeah, right, true. I probably won't be there. <laughs> yeah, I did. I yeah, I, I I did the Red Bank experience. <laughs> I guess you can call it the the stash. <laughs> so it moved from there. It's it's moved somewhere. It else? used to be on. How long ago were you there? I, when I went there, it was like a, I think it was across the street from the record store, Jack's. Yeah, record. that that's the old place on Mama Street. Now it's on. It's just a little bit further. It's like down the street and one street over on Red Bank. Is it on Red Bank Avenue? Shit, I don't even remember now. It's been a while since I listened to tell him Steve Dave where he keeps throwing out the address. <laughs> it's, is it Red? Bank? No, I don't think it is Red Bank. I, I I used to know it by heart when I used to tell him Steve Dave all the time too. Yeah, well the problem is there's a Red Bank Avenue right around the corner from me too, so uh, <laughs> that doesn't help. I do wonder if there's any like studio apartments that they kind of based this on, or maybe even filmed in. I don't know. I'm thinking that I think I know Kevin lived in one, and I think he lived in one with Affleck. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. This was like pre big money Affleck though, so he hadn't done Good Will Hunting. Mm-hmm. He'd done like School Ties, Days and Confused, so he was like an up and coming actor. But like the kind of person who has to live with someone else because they don't have any money yet. Okay, so Jane's Silent Bob's Secret Stash is at thirty five Broad Street, Red Bank, New Jersey. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I did. Um, I did the. I went to the swing set where um, Holden and Alyssa talk, have their have their discussion, and I also I uh, also found the Marina Diner, and I asked the waitress. I was like, "Put me in the booth. You know what what I'm talking about?" And they're like, "Yep, go ahead." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dorks, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were the speech I, or the date? Like, so yeah. I do like the – whenever there's something like that, I always wonder like how far down the road does it stop being annoying and start being like, oh, you're here for that. Right. Because it's, it's been long enough where it's not super annoying. But you know for like that first couple of years, it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, with these people <laughs> stop again. Stop it. Yeah. Well, I mean, have you gone to the quick stop? Uh, the quick stop. I've been again. I've been there. It was years and years okay. and years ago. Same here. What? what that, it's definitely. Uh, uh, you know, speaking of, I I went there and uh, I was at the time working at a convenience store. It was years ago, um, and I brought my uh, convenience store like polo. 
you know, the shortstop. It was the uh. shortstop that I worked at. <laughs> I was like, hey, could you get a picture of me behind the counter in my shorts? And they're like, of all the people that ask us this, you think you're going to be the one that gets to be behind the counter and get a picture taken? <laughs> No, get out of here. <laughs> you gonna buy something? That's basically the reaction I got. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, I, I totally understand. I t- just thought I'd ask. Yeah, how far is the quick stop from us, Joe? It's like an hour, maybe oh, a little bit more, because like Red Bank is like way out, like on the like. Uh, listen, I understand. I mean, you're from Vermont, but like people from like real big states are like, what are you kidding? Like, I fucking took twelve hours to cut, drive across the state. That's the one in Leonardo, right? It's like, yeah, it's like that whole area right there. I'm going to hit Google uh, Maps here and ask for directions. I bet it's like an hour and 10. One hour and 44 minutes, 106 miles from here. Yeah. From me. So you've got another 15. That's because we're all the way. Like, I can basically see Philly from where I live. Right. We're south. So, like, that's all the way up to, like, the little point that you, I mean, if you had a boat, you could go right into New York from there. Mm -hmm. Which is funny because in our state, there's not much further that you can go than that. I mean, even from like top to bottom, it's only like two and a half hour drive. Right, right. When you when I drive like to Florida, we go across like Pennsylvania. It takes like six hours. And like New Jersey, <laughs> you can go back and drive all did New Jersey three times in this amount of time. I drove from Wichita Falls, Texas, to North Carolina one time, and I swear to God, I was in Texas for like eleven days. <laughs> well, that's the Carolinas. I feel like we drive through the Carolinas for you know a month before we. Oh, have to this is this is this is Northeast problems right here. Of like yeah. this fucking state's too big. <laughs> There should be 200 states. This is bullshit. <laughs> you're in a state more than two hours. You're like, oh, my God, the state's forever. For the past month, I've been going to work and going home, and I'm complaining about driving through the Carolinas, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> just like try to be wistful about times when I was allowed to drive places. Uh, so I do like that he says, if you don't stop, I'm going to pump your teeth down your throat. And he starts walking away. He's like, I'll pump your teeth down your throat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just the kind of shit you would say when someone's walking away. Like, you know, I'll kick your ass. Uh, it's, it's funny. I, I, I looked up uh, and, and tried to find the script for this. Have you guys found the script at all? Yeah. Chris, I thought Chris had it, but maybe. <laughs> there, no, you had it. There's a line uh. change here. In the, the first draft, Like he goes, well, maybe I'll put your fucking teeth on your throat and hold it in the, in the uh, first draft or maybe second or third or whatever. Not the final. He says, not bloody likely. <laughs> like. And it's like, oh, let's change <laughs> yeah. that one. Like, that's a good cut right there. He's from Jersey, not. <laughs> hey, Jeff. See, the problem is, you know who would say something like that? Kevin. Yeah. Right. That's true. Because Kevin always wanted to be very erudite and speak in, you know, a very formal tone and use big words. So whenever you see big words come flying out, like that's a very Kevin thing. So, so, so well, they get I, this piece of white bread, right? And it says whitey on it. Is that Bob <laughs> or Doug McKenzie standing there on the, in front holding the pat of butter? It looks like him, but the problem is the grain of the film is so low. Yeah, I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, there's like a shadow across it. It's maddening. I, I was <laughs> staring at it going, what is that? I, I think for the longest time I thought it was Urkel. <laughs> but that can't be. And then I'm like, I'm looking at his shoes. I'm like, is it Cousin Eddie? <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> they are some sweet shoes, aren't they? They <laughs> got a heel on them and everything. And then he yells down the steps, I've been working out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has to throw in some plot so he says you better be ready to make that deal which if you forgot about it and honestly you probably have yeah. I did they're supposed to get an animated series right Is I guess that's what he's talking about right mm-hmm. yeah but this was back when Kevin realized that nobody gave a shit about the plot really I mean yeah. that's like the B plot anyway mm-hmm. and even when it like is resolved everyone's like who cares like it gets resolved in the last couple minutes and nobody cares <laughs> oh that was going on <laughs> yeah like oh well, that was a thing yeah I forgot about that <laughs> So then he shuts the door, and he shuts the door on that scene. Uh, does anybody have anything to say about that 
you know, three quarters of the scene before we move on to the, the best part of the scene. Is that a giant bug on the table? There's a skull on the table. In front of the skull. Do you say it looks like a giant beetle or something? Yeah, it's probably like one of those fake like tarantulas or something. <laughs> yeah. But no, I got nothing else. I'm, ass- I'm assuming that uh, Banky sleeps in the sex room and Holden sleeps in the Here Lies Dick Boy and Banky's I, the one that spray painted that. I was going to say that. I assume Banky put Here Lies Dick Boy on that. Yeah. I think the first time I watched this, I thought Holden went to his room. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was the exit. Oh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, there is a bit of confusion. Like, there's just three random blue doors, and this is the one that's not labeled. Like, did he this, walk inside the closet? <laughs> this actually could be the bar set if they just painted it with the female and male. Remember the? the oh yeah, it looks almost exactly like the same wall. Huh. I mean, well, on the other side there. where the room, where the quote unquote rooms are, the other side is probably like another set. Yeah. <laughs> that's it the might bar be the, set, set. the bar sets on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they were all coming out of the wrong door. It says, here lies Dick Boy. So all the men were going out that door, and it was the ladies' room. <laughs> That's what it was. All right. All right. So we're finally going to get to the uh, the happiest moment for me and Chris is the return of Dwight Yule. <laughs> the star he has been sadly missed for like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love Hooper X. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, what what uh, I mean, that the first scene with him uh, back then in the beginning of the movie, way back when, um, I just, uh, you guys have probably talked about it, but he, he would totally get arrested for that stunt. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> How does one pull that off? <laughs> oh my God, especially in New Jersey. Like, our, our, like, firearms laws are, if you don't live here, you would think they're insane and ridiculous. Right. Like, like you gotta have if, them locked in the trunk if you're transporting them to the gun range. And that's, like, if you're like, hey, I want to drive to the gun range and use my and fire my pistol today. Yeah. You have to like lock your pistol up, have your ammo in a separate location in the car. So like if your ammo's in your glove compartment, your gun's got to be in the trunk. I'm not sure you're allowed to stop a Wawa with it in the trunk. And you and you have to be going from point A to point B. You right. cannot stop in between. That's what I didn't think you were allowed to stop yeah. anywhere. It's crazy. But then you can cross over to Pennsylvania and pull it out and put it on your hip. That's how yeah. bad it is. Well, but I mean, listen, and I lived in the South for a long time, and it's it's a slightly different ball game there. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you pull out, a, like, especially like a handgun, not a rifle or a shotgun, if you have a handgun out around here, yeah. you are actively robbing something. <laughs> I, I know a guy that lives here, and he, he drives to Florida every year, and when he gets, he crosses the state line, he has a permit to carry, and the other state's going down the line <laughs> after he leaves New Jersey. And he lives in New Jersey, but he's got yeah. a permit to carry... You know him too, Jeff. We work with him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, not, not a lot of concealed carry here, no. or carry at all. No, not at all. I lived in Texas for a while, so that was a slightly different ball game. <laughs> I'd like you'd walk into like a like a bar, or restaurant, or something, and be like, "All right, everybody, you gotta check your holster at the door." I'm like, what the fuck is this place? <laughs> we walking in Deadwood. <laughs> and, and not only that, I'm gonna trust somebody with my gun. I'm just gonna leave it yeah. at the door. <laughs> And, like, that shit wasn't locked up either. It was just, like, in a room behind a locked door. I'm like, it's like not, like, in a room. safe. <laughs> right. It's, like, in the coat room. <laughs> it's, like, uh, yeah, that uh, the coat up there is mine and that bandolier. That's also me. <laughs> the Smith & Wesson. No, 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 the other one. No, the other one. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so they're at a CD place. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, 1997. Yeah. They have it set up really weird, too. Like, I don't remember anybody ever having them up on the wall where you could take them down off the wall. That sounds like a pain in the ass to restock every day at the end of the day. <laughs> you know, they, I've seen them on the wall, but under the, under the slot on the wall is they're usually on the shelf. This guy reaches up and takes one off the wall. Yeah, that'd be a bitch, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, you come over yeah. and you're like, ugh. 
oh great somebody bought 10 cds now i gotta go put them all back (laughs) it did seem like it was organized by like what is uh the latest you know the top 20 albums or whatever so i'm I'm assuming they have to reorganize that plenty of times anyway like once a week at least you know uh but it did like it wasn't like a like a whole bunch of Enya CDs or a whole bunch of Pulp Fiction soundtracks all together. It was no. <laughs> it, it looked mixed and matched as it was, so it didn't look very well taken care of. <laughs> so Hooper gets all of like two lines this minute before the minute ends, and yeah. he already is like three steps ahead of Holden. Holden says that she's had uh, that Banky's having a problem with the relationship, and he's like he's having a problem with all things uh, not hetero. Right, that's where it works. He's like, I'm dropping hints here, stupid. Pick them up. <laughs> Well, we said earlier, of all the characters in this, Hooper X has his shit together more than any of the rest of them. Yeah. Like, he knows exactly who he is. The only time he's acting different is just part of a character he plays. Right. But, like, he's got his life. He knows what he is. Like, and, like, this is how I live my life. And he tries to explain to these people what they're doing wrong, but they're all stupid. The only time he actively does anything wrong is he kind of hides the truth from Holden a little bit. And... Judging from what we're going to see the rest of the week, I feel like he's still withholding some shit. Yeah. <laughs> when they walk in here, is that the, the most 90s haircut you've ever seen in your life on that guy standing there looking through the CDs? Uh, yeah, I saw a lot of that haircut back then. <laughs> yeah, He's got the bowl and like the shaved everywhere else around it. The, the only other haircut you would see that would be like that is still the shaved around, except for probably up higher and really long hair back. Yeah. Maybe yeah. with a ponytail t- with a tie on it. Almost, but, o- uh, but only a little one. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like Jay's haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really miss uh, going to the old record store, the CD store. It, yeah. It's just not... You know, the record spot. Mall, you know? The record spot on Kensington Avenue. That's where I used to go. He had a ton <laughs> of... <laughs> he had black, black light posters on the wall, Iron Maiden, the whole one wall was awesome. <laughs> oh, nice. We had the you can still go out and go to a place and get vinyl, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're saying something about yourself at that point. <laughs> yeah. It's funny though. I miss it and I don't like. I I I I'm so lazy. I like the ease of just quickly get something digitally downloaded. Of course, sure. everything's streaming. So really, all you need is a uh, you know a Spotify me- membership, and you got most of your music library all set. Uh, Amazon Music. I got the whole entire record store in my pocket when I go to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like I I miss I miss. Being able to flip through the stacks, as it were, or yeah. you know, that's the only thing I miss. It was, but it goes back. My videos the same way. I miss being able to a video store and just wandering it. Mm-hmm. And you can tell me all day that it's Netflix and Hulu. No, all their search things suck. Every single one of them. <laughs> it's impossible to find anything except for the twenty five movies they're trying to make you watch. Right, they do right. push a lot of, of shit. Say they want you to watch the new movies coming out. It's called you know, you know, Chris's life. Like that's the new movie. It'll be on the main page. You go to new releases, and it's there. And let's say it's um, it's a comedy. It'll be under comedy and action and yeah. adventure and family. And you're like, motherfucker. Like, I've seen reason, the same one over and over again. For some reason, it'll be at the top. And if you go anywhere near it, it just starts playing. And it's like, what? Yeah. I don't want to watch this shit. Yeah. Well, they did recently turn that feature. You could turn that feature off. So that that was like a, a small gift oh, that can? they gave us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You go to like horror, and it'll show like. The 10 horror movies they want you to watch. And you're like, all right, I'll go to Thriller. Mm-hmm. The same 10 movies come up. You're like, <sighs> Yeah, you just got to know what you want. Not not have, you know, Netflix or Hulu or whatever, you know. Dictate what you want for you. Yeah. Yeah, because it's rare when you're like, hey, that looks interesting. Yeah. Usually you've heard about it before or whatever. My favorite is, I don't know if you've ever run into this problem. Like, I'll see a, 
you'll be scrolling through Netflix or one of the Amazon Prime, and you're like, hey, that, that sounds pretty good. And you go and you scroll over it, you read the caption. That sounds pretty good. You click it, it comes on, it's in like fucking check. You're uh, like, what the fuck is this? That happened a lot of times. <laughs> horror movies. Netflix horror movies do that shit to me all the time. <laughs> like, listen, if it's like some sort of period piece, maybe I'm willing to read it. I cannot read a horror movie. No. What the hell fun is that? It seems like there'd be less to read, though. <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, killer approaches. <laughs> it says, ch ch. It's just a. Huge series of A's running across the screen as these people are running around. <laughs> Woman trips for no reason. Trips again. All right. So, does anybody anything else for this minute before we retire it and head to Wednesday? No, no. No, I'm good. All right. Uh, Robin wants you to tell you where they could find you, one of your podcasts. Oh, gosh. There's so many. Uh, I, but uh, today I will feature Fright Night Minutes. Speaking of horror, if you like the 80s, if you like vampires, and if you love the movie Fright Night, um, come check out the minute-by-minute podcast that I did on the 85 movie Fright Night, not the remake. Oh, yeah. do you have thoughts on the remake, it sounds like? We, we did do a bonus episode. That's We are, we would we decided that we we're just going to do the original movie minute-by-minute. Minute. We even had the great Chris Randon come by for to, to talk to us uh, and a couple other people from the movie. Uh, good times and... Uh, Check it out. It's a, I don't know, look for Fright Night Minute on Google. I'm sure it'll pop up. And we are the Jane Silent Bob Minute. We're on DuelingGenre.com. We did Clerks one minute at a time. Mall Rats one minute at a time. And we're suffering our way through chasing Amy. <laughs> at least I am. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff seems to like it. but and I don't know. That's it. You got anything else, Jeff? Uh, nope. Go watch, uh, go watch Outbreak. I was going to do a quote from Outbreak and realize I didn't have one. (laughs) (laughs) He just gave up and said, go watch it. (laughs) Because the speech I talked about is really long and I was not going to do it.